Good morning, everybody. Welcome inside the Green and White Report at Impact 89FM, WDBM East Lansing. It's another Sunday morning on the campus of Michigan State University, and we're going to start things off with the news of the morning, something that we have to talk about. The reports coming out from USA Today this morning, Mel Tucker being investigated for sexual harassment claims. Not a pretty situation at all. Um... There will be more information coming out as things go, but we definitely want to inform everybody listening about the situation because it's going to have a major impact on Michigan State football and Michigan State athletics as a whole going forward. Absolutely. Like you said, there is a lot that will unfold. Um, There are a lot more details that will have to come out, but like you said, it is not a pretty situation. And, you know, this is another dark cloud casted over MSU athletics for the time being. Yeah, just the news breaking last night, obviously just something you never want to see happening around the football program, especially one that we cover. Um, But it's just going to be, we're just going to have to wait and see how this all unfolds and what more information comes out because pretty much other than the USA Today article, there really isn't much else coming out, but we'll just have to wait and see, obviously. We will, and it's... It will remain to be seen where things go from here. It's a really unfortunate situation with where this is at and something that happens all has happened all too often on this campus in terms of these investigations. Um, Michigan State did not comment during that report to USA Today citing confidentiality in an investigation, but I think there's going to be some comments coming out soon. Certainly. And, We'll see where it goes, but it is not, definitely not the news that I think a lot of people were expecting to wake up to today or to see last night. The news broke around one in the morning-ish. And at the end of the day, there's not much that you can say. I know a lot of Michigan State fans are angry and frustrated, but... Really, it's just going to come down to as more information comes out and where this goes from here. Yeah, there's still obviously a lot of details that need to come out. And there, there's a lot more that will be coming out of, of East Lansing within the foreseeable future. But like you said, people are angry um, and shocked. Like, I mean, this, yes. this came out of nowhere. And, you know, it happens you know, less than 12 hours after the second football game of the season. So, um, the, the, the time the there's never, there's never a good time for anything like this, but the timing is absolutely horrible. And like you said, there's just a lot left that we, there's a lot more that we have to find out about. Well, and the, with the timing thing, obviously next weekend with Washington coming up was the 10 year anniversary of the Rose bowl for this Michigan state program. And, the expectation was lots of Spartans from that team are going to return to the campus and kind of be a celebration. And now that we don't know how the programs can even address that or handle that because of the black cloud that's now hanging over the program. Uh, it's I mean, Mel Tucker and, and his current staff wasn't here for that time, but still just right. as a program as a whole, it's just couldn't have come at a worse time. And uh, I, I don't really have much to say other than that, obviously. No. And I think, there there's a a lot of uncertainty about how in the world this program is able to move forward and how they do so regardless of whatever happens i don't think anyone 
knows right now. There's no definitive answer. There's nothing that you can really look at that'll give you any indication of what will happen in terms of how the program moves forward. But like we keep saying, you know, there's just a dark cloud casted over the entire athletic department here at Michigan State right now. And it's something that has been there for a long time and yep. that Michigan State has been trying to get rid of that reputation. And this is going to do the opposite. And it's going to be a very ugly situation around this program over the next few weeks and going forward. We'll see if Michigan State acts quickly on this or what they do. But this case is scheduled to go to a Title IX hearing in early October. That hearing was scheduled for Michigan State's bye week or is scheduled for Michigan State's bye week in the first week of October. And that's really all the information we have at this point. Um, There is a very well written and reported article in the USA Today um, that you guys can check out if you guys are interested in reading more on the claims and on the investigation. Um, And we will keep you guys updated with this story as it develops on our social media at WDBM Sports and as well as on our website at impact89fm.org. So keep keep tuned to this and stay tuned for more information. With that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about the rest of college football around the country. Yesterday, there was a big day in college football. We've got our NFL preview going on as well today, so make sure to stay tuned. You are listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Welcome back to the Green and White Report here on WDBM East Lansing. Super excited to get into the rest of this today. We've got some good stuff. I know we had our first topic that we had to talk about and get to and we'll continue to update you guys if anything comes out today but at the moment we got some exciting college football to talk about from yesterday it was a crazy day in college football and we've got some new voices here today as well and i didn't even introduce our first two co-hosts today we got right into things so i'm going to just kind of let everybody go around and give them an introduction quickly for the people that may not know everybody so we'll start with matt and then we'll just kind of go around from there oh am i giving an introduction a quick one. Oh. You can't assume everybody knows who you are, Merrifield. I know you're on everything, I, so you're Mr. Big Guy. But. Right. Okay. Uh, for those <laughs> of you that haven't been tuning in the last couple weeks, I'm Matt Merrifield or weren't listening to the football broadcast yesterday. Uh, I'm Matt Merrifield. Shameless plug. I'm I'm the uh, sports broadcast director here at Impact. Um, been on this program for about two and a half years now, and obviously I'm going to get into this. Um, I'm out on the Colts. We'll get into that later. But anyways, go ahead, AJ. <laughs> I'm AJ Evans. I'm the sports editor here at Impact. Um, I've been here for two years now, and I am in on the Lions. Fair enough. I'm Lily Semmel. This is my first year on Impact, and I am just really excited the Lions won a football game. Fair enough. I'm Oscar Henderson. This is also going to be my first year uh, at Impact, and of course, go Lions. Big day on Thursday. I'm really excited about that. And for you guys that don't know me, I'm Zach Sardenic. I am the host this year along with these guys. I'm really excited to have you guys tuning in all year long. All right, college football look around. First question, it's going to be the headline from yesterday. It was the headlining game. I got a chance to watch it. I know Merrifield did not watch much of it because he was hyper-focused on his uh, Bo Nix fixation. We'll get but, into that. Um, <laughs> Texas, back, question mark? Yes. yes. I don't think we Why as not? a society are ready to have texas football be good again but i mean it was an absolute amazing game from the longhorns just on every facet of the ball i've i don't think i've ever seen alabama like 
come to the will of a team as badly as they did last night against Texas. Just offensively, defensively, everything was clicking for Texas. And, I mean, they got it done in Bryant-Denny, which is one of the hardest places to win a football game in. And just absolutely delivered. So now the question is, though, because we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were looking at our college football overall season preview, is Texas really that good? Or was Alabama overrated? And they said that Alabama was their most overrated team at the start of the year. So I'll let those guys get into it in just a minute. But yeah, As, we, Like no, I said, I watched, I think, zero, <laughs> zero <laughs> minutes of the game yesterday. I watched... The world's we, biggest Bo Nicks when we fan, got, by the way, is Matt Merrifield. Into the yes, studio. Yes, 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 I am. When we got into the studio this morning, I watched about two minutes of highlight clips <laughs> before... Being subjected to, you know, having to read the USA Today article and get caught up to speed on everything happening with what we talked about in the first segment. So I'm being told from my father that Alabama's just not as good as they were. Now, that's what I expected coming into the year. I was out on Jalen Milrow. I know he had about. Like Jalen Milrow. Uh, he had, I believe, 258, two scores and two picks, if I saw the box score correctly. Yeah, he did have a couple picks that were really big. Um, I just have, haven't been a fan of how good of a passer he is. I know Alabama was tried getting back into the. You know, being more of a dominant run team this year, and they didn't run the ball particularly well yesterday. I believe McClellan only had less than 50 yards. I don't know if any of their rushers had more than 50 yards on the ground, which is uncharacteristic for any Alabama team. So, I mean, hats off to Texas. Walking into Bryant-Denny Stadium, not many teams going and win there. I think Alabama hadn't lost there since Joe Burrow did it in 2019. And Alabama, that's Alabama's biggest loss at home under Nick Saban. I think it was since 2004, 2003, I think, if I saw correctly. So, um I mean, props to Texas not only going and winning, but, I mean, they were clearly the better team on the field the entire night. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Bama being overrated, but, I mean, a guy that I am pretty big on is Quinn Ewers. Like, and I really, really liked what I saw from him he's, yesterday. He's, he's good. He's it's the weird. real deal. This is a very off-topic thing, but with the headshot, it's weird to see him without his long hair. Yes, like, they showed that he cut is, his hair. And, like, Quinn Ewers, when he was at Ohio State and when he was – like, I called – a game Michigan State Ohio State that he played in somewhat he had like two handoffs but he had the really long hair and then at Texas last year he had the mullet type look and then now he just doesn't have it and it's just really weird it's it was off-putting but yeah no but I was I was in on yours heading into this year he was a guy that I said I would keep my eye on and I spoke with a few people before the season started that weren't you know too high on him and and, and rightfully so I guess some of it's granted but I mean he diced them up yesterday mm-hmm. and he was terrific so I don't know how much of it I don't know if it's so much about Bama being overrated which I think me and Matt like we said we both thought they were but I, Quinn Ewers just killed them I have a quick trivia question for the oh, group here at the table in. Let's go. locked in uh, this comes via Nick Burt who was the last team to beat last non-conference team to beat Alabama at home Ooh, is it is it Louisiana Monroe? Oscar is quickly is becoming it? my favorite. <laughs> is it? It, 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 it is. Be, yeah. It is. It hey. is. He had that way too quickly. He was um, locked in. Yes, sir. I, I love that. Yes, uh, you are correct. Back in 2007, I believe that was Nick Saban's first year in it Alabama. It been, yeah. And um, so, yeah. I was not expecting. Usually, <laughs> wow. we don't get these questions right. I usually, you throw these out there and nobody gets them right. I usually have a shot, but I wouldn't have got that Sometimes. One. But it's true. But, yeah. So, it's... Uh, I thought this year might be the changing of the new guard in college football. We saw Clemson last week kind of, you know, not have us. That, that was Monday, right? We haven't been here on yeah, air since. We have not we, been. We do we, have to talk about Clemson. We do Clemson. have to talk Clemson, yes. Um, we can get to that towards the end of the segment. But also yeah, so noted Duke, uh, very high on Duke, Matt Merrifield. I am 
all in on Duke football this year. Tell them how you feel. Since June 26th, I believe. Um, but yes, the I mean, we're seeing Bama just not be that same dominant team. Clemson, Clemson didn't look very good yesterday against Charleston Southern, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Um, so definitely something to be concerned. And I guess we kind of saw this a couple of years ago, back when the college football playoff came into existence. We saw a change in the guard there. Some new teams. Clemson became the new dominant force in college football. Ohio State kind of under Urban Meyer became the face of college football. So it's interesting to see how the dynamic shifts and we'll have to wait and see who becomes those big faces as we move forward and to the yeah. new face of college football in the next couple of years. I mean, one thing, speaking on Quinn Ewers, uh, dude absolutely balled out yesterday again, mm-hmm. as you said. I mean, there was a stat I saw on ESPN that before the Bama game, he, was, he had a 20% completion percentage on passes that were 20-plus yards. Looking at all his Texas receiving long or receivers longest catches, fifty yards, thirty nine, forty four, thirty one. Yeah, dude, absolutely proved that he can actually sling the rock. Yep, and it was an absolutely amazing game for Quinn Ewers. Definitely catapulted him into the Heisman conversation. Yeah, I mean, and not only that, you know. I so I always look at mock drafts throughout the course of God. Don't season. get me started on mock drafts. Football, <laughs> Anthony Richardson, football, basketball. All of them. But, you know, yours is a guy that is really intriguing for a lot of scouts. Just I, nobody, you can't predict where that guy is going to end up. But going off of games like this, catapult him. There, into, absolutely. There is a reason that he was the highest recruit since Vince Young. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, there's, yep. there's a reason for that. He is really, really good. But we'll have to see where it goes from there. If if we talk about mock drafts this year, I will get very angry on air. I'm Why? Just, I, they're, they're stupid. I what think do you they, mean? They, they have served no purpose. Mel Kuyper is not an NFL executive for a reason. He doesn't know. I mean, he does know what he's talking about, but he really doesn't. Wow. I think Mel really Kuyper slander on this show. Okay, I don't understand. They wait. serve no purpose. Especially what right now, we, don't, no we purpose. don't know what the draft order is. Who cares what order they go in right now? I mean, I, like, I get that. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't that. like it's. Same thing like, with, okay, but at the same time, though, it's not so much about the like who's picking in what order. So, like, it's more about the players. So what about the big board? Like, I like big boards. Like here are the top NFL prospects right now. Just these guys are. You should be watching them. But to put them in order, be like this kid's a first round pick because this is who they need. The Packers need at twenty two. You don't know that. No, you're not, you don't not know. No, but you're not going to do that. We'll you're get not into that do later that, though, too. But based on based on the prospects, like you can see who's trending towards the first also, round second I also round. I okay I love bracketology because it's March Madness but even then Mar- bracketology also stupid because Lenardi the bracketology Lenardi, they release the first day after the NCAA tournament ends they release next year's <laughs> Lenardi, bracketology not on the Michigan com- State's a one seed in that bracketology doesn't so. matter you're right but anyway right. so that was my quick little alright I'm irritable gonna, today. Okay, well, now, we soapbox. will be talking about mock drafts now I, that I know you hate them this much <laughs> I think I love mock drafts to the, be honest the QB with you. mock draft this year especially has been very interesting so far like oh, yeah. names obviously have been thrown out uh, Bonix, Riley Leonard from Duke. I mean, Quinn Ewers now. Shadir Sanders. I saw, one that I saw. What do you mean? Stop it. He said JJ McCarthy. Oh, McCarthy's been listed as a guy that could be a t- the number one overall pick. I he, saw one that had Ewers as a projected top ten pick. I think that yeah, Quinn Ewers can play. I think that Ewers, Drake May, so and Caleb Williams stop. are probably all going to be top ten picks. Yeah. But all right, let's let's keep it moving from mock drafts <laughs> and keep going. We still got a lot more college football to talk about. So let's. We'll get to. Why don't we go to Clemson right now? Let's talk a little bit about that Clemson Duke game from Monday, and then we can get into the rest of week two. That was a game that Duke did not play well in. Like, let's be clear about. I don't think uh, Duke played that well. Uh, Duke's offense 
left a lot to be desired. Right, their but, defense Yes, fast. their defense was very good. But my point was, they didn't play that well, and they still dominated the football game. Okay, that's my fair. Point. That's fair. And no Duke slander. No, I was not giving. I was giving Duke credit. They did not play that well on Monday night, and they dominated. And I don't know the exact score off the top of my head of their game last night, but they cruised as well. I don't know who they played. It got to like it was seventeen to sixty six, but I mean, by yeah, the it was it was second bad. quarter. It was, it they, was by the end of the first. The they, were, I saw it. they played yeah. Lafayette. By the end of the first, they were tied. The like, Lafayette left fourteen all. That's Coney Island in Detroit. <laughs> but anyways, that yeah, is true. Duke's good. Is, I will confirm that. <laughs> That's true. I, Thank it, you for it, confirming it, it, look, that. Look, it's been a long morning. What, what do you mean? Why are you saying that? No, like I that? just. Anyways, yeah, they won forty-two to seven yesterday against Lafayette. Yeah, it was it was a big game for them, and it was comfortable. And so, either way, any other thoughts on Duke before we keep it rolling? We've got to get we got a big I, show today to get to. So I mean. Nothing much besides, of course, their defense looked really good. I, honestly, I think the main problem was obviously the Clemson offense. The Clemson we really offense. thought. I mean, coming into the year, <laughs> I was very, very high on this Clemson offense. They got it. They got a new OC. It was said that he was going to come in, change the offense. They had a lot of struggles on it last year. DJ Uangale, I mean, transfer too, and they they looked terrible. It looked exactly like how I saw Kate Klubnick in that bowl game against Tennessee. It just there was nothing that left me wanting more of Kate Klubnick. And I think what I think Dabo has a lot to answer for here. I think he's got a lot of working to do. I don't think they're completely out of the playoff picture. The ACC is absolutely amazing this year. They still have to play Florida State. They'll still have to play North Carolina and I think, Notre Dame and Notre Dame. They still have a lot of they still have a lot of games that they can possibly win to keep themselves in the playoff conversation. But that first game, it it left a lot to be desired. See, from I Clemson. feel that in terms of they can, but what you're reading to me, I think they could lose easily all three of those. They, games. Oh, they I, could one thousand. They, they, they could go might, eight and four. They might go. I think I looked at it. They might go six and six. They're. I mean, they did not look good yesterday the, either. They pulled away, but they were tied that, midway through the like, second quarter. Florida State. Southern. They're not beating Florida State at Miami. Miami looked good. They Miami did look good. Tyler Van Dyke's talented. Uh, they play Notre Dame. That's three more losses. They play UNC. That's at home. And I'm not as high on UNC. They didn't look. They looked. They, they, run, they escaped against App State yesterday. And then they go to South Carolina. That's, I, that's five, low, that's five, five more Carolina. losses. I'm very low on South Carolina. I'm, I'm South just Carolina. saying South, South Carolina won last year. So Yeah, which makes me more likely to think they don't win. Well, <laughs> but anyway. Either way. It's still early. It is. We'll it's see. Just to the Clemson fans listening out there, if there are any for some reason. I'm sorry. Michigan State. This is Michigan State football from 2017 to 2019. Like that's what they're in for. A ride really good for. defense and a really bad offense. Yes. Except for they have a better quarterback though. Doesn't Klubnik is a better quarterback. Doesn't matter. Still can't yeah. score any also, points. Don't talk about that 2017 team. Okay. 2017 was 10 and three. Well, that's just because Mother Nature was that they have to have the games the team played that season were in monsoons. They were, but they won the games. So they did win the game. Thank you, John O'Corn. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Colorado. The prime experience. I mean, again, they beat Nebraska. They did not look great yesterday, especially in that first half. But the one thing I do want to talk about, one, with Colorado as a whole, like they are, they're talented and they're playing well. But two, the media firestorm that Colorado is bringing, they handed out over 800 media credentials yesterday to that game. And for the third straight week, they've got big noon kickoff from Fox coming to their place next week for Colorado, Colorado State. And ESPN College Game Day is going to Colorado, Colorado State. <laughs> Why? 
I mean, is there really nothing next week that um, Michigan State the next, game, the next best game would have been here, probably. Which really? I kind of wanted that just simply so because it's a five o'clock kick. I'd still be able to go and get a Bo Nix poster. <laughs> oh, because they oh, for those man. that haven't been watching, there are not thousands of them. Like 20. you already have a Bo Nix poster. Yeah, but like the yellow ones, like oh, the bodacious the, ones, the like better Bo Nix poster, the, the official one. I just, I need one, but oh goodness. So I might be just fl- fly to Eugene. I might. <laughs> Don't rule it out. He's I thinking might. about it now. I might. Anyways. But, yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Is, is Colorado good or is Nebraska bad? Like Both? Is it both? But Colorado, as soon as they go up against somebody that can truly, like. We're going to find out soon. They've got some they got decent Oregon competition. In yeah. back two weeks. They have Oregon in two weeks. Yeah, in and if they beat. If they beat Oregon, Matt Merrifield is not showing up for work the next day to everyone at home. He won't be here. So we might have to be auditioning for a new co-host for that if they lose. If Oregon would have lost last night, I think Merrifield would have just retired immediately. Yeah. So... we, we, do we want to talk about Bonix right now? We can still talk about Coach Prime because he's Coach yeah, Prime. But We can see if anybody else has to talk about Coach Prime. Um, not. It's pretty much just Coach Prime. I mean, it it is. He's just taking the college football world by storm. I really... Honest to God, did not expect the type of results that Coach Prime is getting from this Colorado team. I mean, this is a team that went one and eleven last year, won a single game, and now they are two and zero, beating TCU and Nebraska. Granted, I still don't think Nebraska is that good. Watching that Minnesota game they played in Week One was brutal. Actually brutal. Like it, it. Both teams looked like they were horrible. I, I saw no saving graces for them. I, I think Nebraska's in for a rough year. But Coach Prime, man, I, I'm very high on this team. I, I, I still think they go only seven and five. I, I think, agree. I think they I lose. Still... I, I, I think seven and five is still an amazing record for what that team was last year, and for Coach Prime being in his first year. First time ever in college football, seven and five, possibly winning a bowl game, absolutely enormous for that program. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, I think if they do go seven and five, that's still monumental in and of itself, just because of where this program was at this time last year. Coach Prime has come and completely like gutted out the entire program. Like, and he's there's been an entire obviously there's a new regime, but I mean, there are just so many new players on this team. Um, but. No, I'm in on Colorado. I think they're the real deal. I don't obviously the the expectations and the the media, you know, the with their schedule and everything, I don't know if it warrants all of this, but there's been a lot to like so far. And I think what I've been most impressed with is how this team isn't shying away from any of it. You know, Coach Prime is leaning into it, his son Shador is leaning into it. I, I think the rest of this team is. So whatever comes their way, I think they'll be ready and I think they're built for it. But we're gonna see sooner rather than later what this team is made of and i'm glad that they have this schedule because i think it'll give us an indication of how good this team really is their first two conference games at oregon and then versus usc yep they're gonna get thrown into the fire they get absolutely thrown into the fire two possibly top 10 matchups against them i think what's commendable though is that if they are not good enough they're not going to shy away from it and that's the most important thing i don't think you know, Coach Prime is building this program up to run away from whatever it is that's coming their way. I think they're they're ready for it. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it moving. All right, Matt. 
Go ahead. Oh, we can I'm, talk about I, my headset. I'm having a little bit of headset oh, trouble. All right. Well, let's talk about Utah then. Uh, <laughs> Utah, and actually, we're going to segue into that Oregon game with the fact that it is. There were some crazy things going on in the state of Texas yesterday. Utah and Baylor. Utah really struggled, and then they had their freshman third string quarterback Nate Johnson come in and bail them out. Came all the way back, and they beat that Baylor team at the last minute in a crazy game that, according to the broadcast, I don't know if this is actually accurate, but I saw the quote from the broadcast from their sideline reporter that it was like melting people's shoes, temperature on the field. It was insanely hot. That Texas heat is nothing to mess with. I can honestly completely see that happening. Yeah, it, in Waco, Texas. It is. It was built different. Utah comes through, though. They survive. And then Oregon escaping from Texas Tech. To much to the joy of Matt Merrifield. He got a text from me immediately as soon as that pick six was thrown at the end of the game. I was nervous, to say the least, going into that game because obviously finishing up the football broadcast, coming home and seeing Oregon in a bit of a fight with Texas Tech late in the game. I truly only believe that game Oregon won. Not only won, but covered simply uh, because it was... They did find a way to cover, didn't they? Because of that pick six, which looking back, the kid, I don't even know who picked it off, should have gone down because there was one timeout left in under 40 seconds, and it was a one-point game. Texas Tech did have a chance to go back and tie mm-hmm. it, and they had a last-second Hail Mary. Had does he had he gone down, they win the game, they knee out, they take two knees, and the game's over. So thank you to whoever. I'm going to try and find out. I'll send them a gift basket or something. for Because I, 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 I don't know how they won that game. There was, Bo Nix threw an interception in the end zone with like five or six minutes left. They reviewed it and they confirmed that it was an incompletion. It the the cornerback caught it. Like I was sit was sitting there with my hands in my face, basically on the verge of tears, thinking Bo Nix <laughs> just lost on my birthday. Um, he didn't came through, um, and the, the legend lives on. He's still he's still coming for the Heisman. I I let me let me find his official here, stat line here. Matt, I have a I have a question for you. Oh God. I have a question for you. I plead the fifth. Who who do you think is a better quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. Bonex? There is Bonex. that is that completely is actually false. just. <laughs> that, that is just I false. cannot so, believe you just Bonex. said that Bonex. on this podcast. That is out. Come on, that's that is actually outrageous. ridiculous. Thirty-two for forty-four for three fifty-nine and two scores against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Michael Along Penix with, puts that up every Saturday. Oh, he'll put it up this Saturday. That's Along eight. That's nine, eight. He also died for 46 on the ground. He also has the mobile ability that Michael Penix lost three knees ago. Michael Penix is... <laughs> wow. Come on. Am I wrong? Come on. wrong? <laughs> All right, man. We can't get Matt too riled up on Bo Nix, but he's had his statement. Bo Nix had many touchdowns as Penix had ACL surgeries in his career yesterday. All right, all right, all right. Now now we're done. <laughs> on to the next thing. We're going to go on to the, another underrated game yesterday, but it does kind of suck that there was an injury that took it out of there with... Ole Miss knocking off Tulane. Michael Pratt didn't play for Tulane. That one, that was unfortunate. But, man, that's that was a game that I was really looking forward to, and it still was a pretty good game. Tulane fought, man. I mean, no starting quarterback. Michael Pratt, I'm very, very high on him. I, mm-hmm. I think he'll be a great – once it's all said and done, I think he can be QB 5 or 6 in mm. most people's mock drafts. I'm very, very high on Michael Pratt. He looked amazing week one, and they they definitely missed him offensively a lot. They gave Makai Hughes 23 carries. I mean, they only let Kai Horton throw the ball 57 times. He had less than a 50% completion percentage. But, I mean, 
sucks, man. I'm high on Tulane. I love that Tulane team. I loved what they did against USC last year. I still think they'll be end. Up, I'll still think they end up really good. I don't see them losing another game in the season, but really unfortunate they didn't have Michael Pratt in this game. I think it's a completely different game if they do. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Pac-12 yeah. dominance. Oh. The Pac-12 has been really good this year. They finally lost a game. I wasn't going to count the Stanford-USC game because that was a Pac-12 on Pac-12. Right. But they finally lost a non-conference game last night to the Fighting Peyton Thorns. Can Auburn we talk about up a win. The, the Fighting and then also, Peyton Thorns? Uh, well, he was... They were not great. And then also, uh, Arizona State lost to Oklahoma State last night in the desert. That game was 111 on-field temperature before the game. <laughs> it was insane. But, yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 as a whole... We've already talked a little bit about Penix, Bo Nix. We haven't talked much about Caleb Williams and USC because they're just killing that bad was football teams. Pac-12 on Pac-12 crime last night. Yeah, that what was just did a to, What they did to Stanford. That was actually awful. That, that was, was a, yeah. But how about how about Peyton Thorne, Spartan Dog, going out, taking care of business in Berkeley, 9 for 14 for 94, they two don't, scores That's the pick. one thing I will what say a about... stat line. That's the one thing I will say about Peyton Thorne out there, though, is that they don't really use him. Like, they run the ball so much. Use, well, they did run the ball 38 times. That's your quarterback. You have to use him. Well, no, but they, you, they hand the ball off. That's what they did in the last game, too. They're not throwing the ball. And they have a lot... Of, what was his running numbers? Because they had a lot of designed runs for him. He was 8 for 2. Eight for two, so he had some sacks in there. Yeah, but he had—they were running a lot of designed run plays as well for Peyton Thorn, trying to get him involved. I don't think they're going to be great, but you know they're They're two and zero. Under six and a half wins was like plus. I'll find the number. They're not getting to seven wins. They might not make a bowl game. Mm, We'll find out. We've discussed this before on this. Yes, on this. That that was a couple weeks program, but I still stand by it. Let me find out what the number was. Yeah, under six and a half wins was plus one sixteen. That is still seems like easy money to me because this team is not that good and cal is not good either oh i i low-key like cal this year i low-key like cal they're no, not gonna no, be great no you don't they're not gonna be great it's but i let i watched no, the way they played last night their defense is good or is Auburn, i mean auburn's bad but, okay. but their defense is their defense is quick i like the way they're not gonna be let me rephrase this i like cal Compared to past Cal seasons, that's compared to like one in eleven Cal. Like this is a like well, a four three, or five uh, win uh, Cal team. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like well, going up by two it's wins. Like, it's like who's it's not who's better, it's who's worse. Yeah, you like to do that. You talked about that with Rutgers Northwestern too. And turns um, out Northwestern was just that much worse. Except they were good did yesterday. Rutgers beat, did Rutgers beat Temple yesterday? They kicked I, the. They beat their doors off. Yeah, okay, like, yeah. Rutgers is a like five win football team too. They're not great. They're like a five-win football team. Indiana's terrible. Northwestern's terrible. Like, those teams are going to be... Northwestern put up, like, 38 yesterday against UTEP. Did you watch UTEP Week Zero? <laughs> no. They played Jacksonville State. We talked about that game. I don't remember. Do not do not recall. Yeah, I bet you don't. <laughs> we saw what UTEP is. Anyway, I may or may not have had UTEP in my parlay yesterday. Yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> Mistakes All right, were made. let's yeah, let's keep. Got a couple more things to touch on. Then we got to get out to a break because we've got Lions talk from that game against Chiefs, and then we got NFL talk. And we've got to make picks for the NFL pick'em that's starting off today. So, lastly, Notre Dame, good? Question mark. Yes, one thousand percent. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean they they look good. I know. I, Matt is now desperately searching for the clip. Um, he's going to go back and find the clip of him saying Notre Dame is going to make the playoff and try to play it on this po- or on the airwaves right now. But either way, it is going to be interesting. the The question is, you know, obviously they're not 
playing very good teams right now. I mean, NC State, they gave them a little bit of a fight, but I've, I'm not too high on this NC State team this year, especially with how the ACC is looking to be. I, I don't see them winning a lot of games this year. But, I mean, four, three straight games putting up 40-plus points from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Sam Hartman... It, he looks he looks like everything that he has, was promised to be. Has Notre Dame ever scored forty plus points in their first three games of the season? Because I saw last honestly, week, I have no idea. Because last week I saw some. They haven't done it in the first two games of their season since like the forties or fifties. It's it's been a while so since I've seen it. I have to believe that they. I mean, now they did play their first like ever FCS opponent in Tennessee State last yeah. week, who's not very good, obviously. Uh, but this offense looks really good. Sam Hartman, fifteen for twenty four, two eighty six. Four more touchdowns. Um, they already got ten touchdowns and zero picks on the year. And Audrey Estime is really good in the backfield. Oh, should have uh, Michigan State committee. They should have been a Spartan, but hundred thirty yards. Nathan, Car- Nathan Carter clears anyways. Ooh. Doesn't matter. I, l- I love Nathan Carter. Shout out Nathan Carter. Three tutties yesterday. Great the Carter Effect yesterday. podcast on Impact A nine. I'm so mad website. they ruled but, him down. That ruined the touchdown call yesterday. Oh, uh, he was in. And he they, was, and they changed because they looked like he was in. But I was he like, was no, in. he's down short. Nope, oh, he, he was, was in. in. He was in. But anyways, let's let's quickly give our update on Brian Ferentz that we talked about last week. It's so unfortunate for Iowa. 200 um, career win last yesterday. Yeah, yeah Kirk is. Oh, uh, Kirk, Kirk, got, Kirk fi- finally to 200 after coaching for well, about how many years? 25 Kirk now, 30? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that feels like not a lot. It doesn't, but, but, but it also... how long he's been there. Well, and it's also, it's also college football. Like, if he's winning nine games a season, or ten games a season... On an average, in twenty seasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so because what right. D'Antonio only got to like one. Yeah, D'Antonio just barely got over a hundred, and that was the most in program history. Interesting. Interesting. So this is such a storied football program. <laughs> well, right, but yeah. Either way, but Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator, needs to get to his twenty-five point average, and he is falling a little behind. He's now very behind. So we'll for see I, how they do. He's only like five points behind, to be honest. But for Iowa football, yeah. It's it's gonna be, but they're two and zero. I I told quick story from the game yesterday. I told uh, my broadcast partner Zach Slook that I was up seventeen to three on Iowa State, and this was like in the third quarter. And he asked me how they got to seventeen points. Pick six. There was a pick six. Like yeah. the defensive touchdowns is going to be Brian Ferentz's best friend, mm-hmm. just like how Michigan State's offense is the reason they didn't throw a shutout yesterday. Yeah, that is that is unfortunate. But it was there in. It wasn't like the starters were all in. It was guys that weren't getting many carries. Jordan Simmons and Davion Prim, who are both guys that are going to be expected to step up with some injuries, but they were the ones that fumbled the ball yesterday. Hold on to the damn ball. (laughs) All right, we're going to step aside. That is Matt Merrifield's mantra, by the way. That and run Run the ball. (laughs) So, we'll step aside and be back with Lions Talk. On the other side of the break, you're listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing Impact 89 FM on this Sunday morning from the studios of Impact 89 FM, brand new sports studio in the past year, and we're so happy to bring this to you today. Let's get into a topic that is going to be a lot of happiness to a lot of people in this area, the Detroit Lions. Not only did they come in with all of these expectations this season, more than they've ever had, not only did they get the opening night game, but they went into Arrowhead, and they won. 21-20. How about them Lions? Them Lions win again. You should have seen the streets. I was walking home after the game. People were running around screaming. 
It was it was a scene. I, I was genuinely surprised there weren't couches burning on Thursday. Like I would oh, not have there put was. that. There was. I was walking home on Grove this, Street. Oh Some guy was trying to light a couch on the, fire. The, he this, couldn't. This school has a, a problem with that. <laughs> yes, people do. do that after like stupid wins. You win, you lose. The couch well, is. It's, not not, it's a bad place to be a couch. But, in East not East even that. Now. Shout out our bur- couch burning PSA that we play sometimes oh, yes. on these. Don't, it's don't. pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but don't burn couches, people. Yes. But um, and don't try and don't try to sit on them if you burn them. And if you're going to burn couches, don't do it after like a win over Northwestern. Like it's reserved oh, for goodness. like beating Michigan, winning beat a Big Ten State. title, beating Ohio State. If you beat Ohio State in football, yeah, I wouldn't incriminate yourself. <laughs> I was gonna say don't, don't admit to that on you. Uh, this um, is all for content, everybody. Disclaimer: yeah. <laughs> everything we say is for content. Um, or win a Big Ten title or a national championship or something, obviously. But winning or last year during March Madness, people burn couches because they. Michigan State made the Sweet 16. Stop it. This is, no, that's not what this basketball program celebrates. It celebrates going to the Final Fours and National Championships. So that's my second TED Talk, I think, of the day. Um, yeah, there will be more. To, let's get back to the Lions and their asterisk win. Oh, on goodness. I'm ju- I, I, oh I don't God. even believe that. I just wanted to get a rise out of you guys. That was... Uh, were the Chiefs at full health? No. Do I think that makes it... Do I think, Chan- do I think Jones being out... Made a big difference. Somewhat, I think. I think Jones, being out makes a big difference. I think. I, I, I no. I think Jones was the bigger difference on really? de- on the defense side. Because because yeah, but the Lions scored fourteen points offensively. It's not I, like the Lions were an offensive juggernaut last night. I well, mean, just being a hole in the middle just would have made that much bigger. Or being a, a plug yeah, in the middle would have made a bigger difference. I somewhat, but like I said, they scored fourteen points offensively. The pick six was huge, right. and also if. The Chiefs catch the football, they win the football game. Yeah, Kadarius Tony. Uh, rough oh. night. Tough. Night. The ball. Tough. That was hard to watch. It was that. That was brutal. I mean, Kadarius Tony got a lot of hate yeah. for that game, and I mean, it it it, it was kind of deserved. Those three drops ended up being the being the game deciders. I yeah. mean, the pick six ended up coming after a Kadarius Tony drop. He had two more wide open drops, one during their last drive of the game and And that's the first time I've seen in a Chiefs game that crowd turned on him. It was, oh yeah. It, oh, it, I, I was like, Oh my gosh. I had I'd never seen that before at a, at a Chiefs game. It's it was it was really bad. I I, I honestly think Kadarius Tony will be just fine after this game. I, I mean think so too. people calling for his heads after one bad game. Week it was a one really bad they game, though. When there's seventeen more, when there's sixteen more to go, I think is it, it's kind of kind of wild. But yeah. I mean, it 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 is a rough. It's such a rough game that obviously is it it's just it's bad. I mean, there's just nothing else you can say about it. It was it was bad from Kadarius Tony. It was, and it wasn't just Tony with the drops. I mean, he had the bad drops and the big drops, but it wasn't just Kadarius Tony, like. It was Jared really, McKinnon. Yeah, it was Big really third rough. down drop that he had. But the Lions defense as a whole, I thought, played pretty well. And they fought back because when they fumbled that football down or in the red zone the first half, when it was seven seven, it looked like the Chiefs were gonna do exactly what the Chiefs do best later in that half when they got the ball. They score going into the half, and then they score coming right out of the half. And all of a sudden, in a blink of an eye, it's 7-7, and now you're down 21-7. But instead, the Lions did give up that first touchdown, but then they get the pick six, and then they recover. They're able to get back into things and get themselves 
in that game when it looked like it very easily on the road, early game, best quarterback in football on the other side. It looked like it could have slipped really quickly. Yeah, and for context, I did miss the first half of this game. I was busy calling oh, yes, I also the most. Was producing that game. I don't even know if mid is the proper word to describe that date. <laughs> it was, actually, it was, that just, was an awful soccer game. That was bad. There just were a lot of fouls, and there wasn't much scoring. But, you know, Michigan State got a win. You got an exciting end of the game. I mean, there was a win on a penalty kick in, like, the 81st yeah. minute. It was all right. But still, I would have rather been watching the Lions. Um, but I, I thought... Late in that game, the fourth down call, I think it was fourth and two, was it? Late in the game, they decided to go for it from like the 40-yard line. I remember. The Lions the went Lions, for it? The Lions went for it. They threw it and it yes. got to I didn't, I liked the Yeah, they were decision. trying to get too cute. I thought it was passing there was too cute. I would have just gave it to Montgomery again and let him run it up the gut and get the two yards that you needed, uh, especially for how good that old line is. But I had no issue with giving Mahomes the ball back in that situation because whether he gets at the 10 or he gets at the 40-yard line, he's going down the field, and your defense has to stop him either way. Um, what, ha- what happened on that play, the fourth and... They threw it, and it got batted down by one of the, uh, yeah. the D-linemen. Goff threw it? Goff yeah. did throw mm-hmm. it. Okay. I don't even know if the guy was open. I, I, looked, I like When they showed like the all-22 cam, I yeah. don't even think the look was there. But. I can't remember if it was that play, but there was one, and it was a critical one. It might have been that one, but Goff, I felt he should have taken off. His left he side might have was, been able to take off. His with left it. side was wide open. But, I mean, all in all, I the Lions win the Arrowhead and won. Whether or not the health of the Chiefs, I mean, they still were, it impressed me. The defense looked great. Uh, shutting down the run game of the Chiefs. The leading rusher for the Chiefs on Thursday night was Patrick Mahomes on his scampers. Like, it wasn't like Pacheco and uh, Edward Hilaire weren't factors on the run game. So, overall... Um, great start to the season. Lions are one and zero. And the one thing I was concerned about this team was the slow starts. Last two years, they've combined like one in fifteen to start the season. This year, they come out and get a win number one on the road. They have the Seahawks next week. Um, so if they can bounce back and start two and zero, then it's really. I mean, the momentum is there for this team. I just don't want to see them take a step back and drop a game because they should beat the Seahawks at home. The Seahawks were a playoff team last Kenneth year. Kenneth Walker, yeah. Kenneth Walker, yes, Kenneth. comes back to Detroit for the second time. Uh, he was here last year, I believe, too. The Lions hosted the Seahawks last year as well. Yes. He didn't really yeah. play much in that game, though. He True. wasn't like the feature back at that point. Right. But yeah. So, yeah, so good one for the, one for the Lions. One person was huge. One person I do want to talk about in this game, and I noticed him a lot during it specifically, Aiden Hutchinson. He's a monster. Yes. Last year, Aiden Hutchinson, according to PFF, had 53 total pressures. Last night, he had seven. Yeah. He's on yeah. pace to break that. He's on pace to break his total pressures last year by week seven. Can it was absolute? He was relentless trying to get to Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, there was a lot of controversy about the Chiefs' O line. Mm-hmm. Jawan Johnson just <laughs> false starting, being behind the line of scrimmage every single time. But it it, it there was just seems like nothing that that line and that's a the Chiefs' O line. It's a good O line. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the best in the NFL right now and. Aiden Hutchinson just bent them to his will. He was everywhere. He wanted Patrick Mahomes. He obviously didn't get a sack, which, granted, he probably could have in that game. But, I mean, he was just absolutely relentless. And that was one of the best games I've seen Aiden Hutchinson play in a long time. Or in a while, at least. No, he was... Well, for not for a while, but, I yeah. mean, one of the best games he's played. And it looks like he's going to be a force to be reckoned with oh, yeah. for this entire season. No, he was everywhere. And I think... On defense, it's you don't hear people say this too much, but he's like mesmerizing. You kind of can't take your eyes off of him just because 
he's relentless. He's everywhere. I I one thousand percent agree with that. I my eyes were just on him yeah. the entire time. He, he proved Thursday night why he is the fourth best athlete to come out of Divine Child. <laughs> if you can tell me the three ahead of him. There are some some dogs that come out of Divine Child. Number one is the most important, and it's Michigan State quarterback Theo Day. (laughs) (laughs) Two and three are Eric Haas and Gary Danielson, but Aiden Hutchinson's up there. He is on the Mount Rushmore of Divine Child. So top five. Top four. Top four. Top four. He's fourth. All right. Anyway. I don't know about that, but uh, somebody else. You guys are right. I like the word mesmerizing to describe that. Yeah, he is. I've never heard somebody refer to a defensive player is mesmerizing, he but is, yeah, though. he but like he was it. impressive. Even though I don't remember what his official final stat line was, but he was just he had obviously had the seven pressures, and that was the no, most notable thing. Is Mahomes was always running away from him, trying to stay away. And um, I wasn't the biggest fan when the Lions took him, but I'm not a Lions fan, so I can just get upset when the Lions take Michigan players and be unreasonably mad. Uh, but I mean, obviously, the pick so far was the right one, and the Jaguars should have yeah. taken him at one instead of Trevon Walker. The other guy I want to talk about is Jameer Gibbs. That's and because that's who I wanted to talk Jameer about. Gibbs you know. showed a lot of talent. I saw a really I saw hilarious. So you guys have seen the movie Moneyball, right? God, yes. So I saw it, somebody made a meme of it and it's uh they're pointing Does Jameer Gibbs get on base a lot? <laughs> no, it's pointing to the board and it says, Billy, this is Jameer Gibbs. This problem is he's an electrifying player. The problem is they don't use him. <laughs> I think they'll and use him was, more next week. I think so too. I just yeah, thought it was really but, funny. But he was good. I like it. He's going to be good. The one issue I have with this Lions offense is people are saying that they don't have that vertical threat and that JMO is going to be that difference maker. I don't I'm not I am not in on Jamison Williams. I don't think he's that deep threat difference maker that this offense needs. Um I still didn't like the idea of trading up for him last year. I thought that they could have used something else. I was very high on Jordan Davis to plug the middle there at that pick. Um Obviously, he had a solid year with the Eagles last year, but I think I just I don't know who would replace that. I just don't think Jameson Williams. People still have this like great mindset about him and think he can be this great thing. He struggles with drops. He's, his hands have not been the greatest when he is on the field. Like he had those issues in the preseason, and he's never on the field. Obviously, he had the injury coming into last year. It's not something he can control. He is but explosive now, though. Like he's gotta be. I mean, that's the undeniable. Availability is the best ability. And yeah, he I mean. Just, I think I, I just I, we've talked about it, but I feel like people are either too in or too out on him right now. Like obviously there have been some stupid mistakes that have happened, but it, it, this is his second year. Like, and, and obviously he'll have to miss a big part of this season. But I, I like what I've but seen just, from it, him. But even so when far. he was on the field last year, I know he was coming back from injury, yeah. but he just didn't seem super involved in the offense either. No, like, he I know. wasn't. But there wasn't a need for him to be last year. I feel like. It, it it feels like maybe the same thing that we saw with Jameer Gibbs last night. I mean, maybe just I mean, trying to ease him into the offense. It, it was he he only played his first game like what until like the last true. few weeks of right. the, uh, the last few weeks of the season. So I think they were trying to you know ease him in as a rookie into the offense, trying to figure out what we could what he can do and like what how they should use him, and so. I think that's kind of what we saw with Jameer Gibbs, and I think that once Jamison Williams comes back, I think we'll see him a little bit more involved in the offense as we, in comparison to what we saw last year, and I think that he'll actually be able to show that he can legit be a vertical threat. Because that's the one thing I think this line's I, I, I agree that's something that they were missing, being able to take the top off. Missing. I just didn't like the people saying, yeah, J-Mo's the answer, because I'm still... I doubt that 
But yeah, I would wow. agree that was something that was missing from the offense I, on Thursday night. I, I mean, I think he could be. He I could so be, too. but I don't think there's was. enough that we've seen of him yet right. to really yeah, you can't say any say not. any definitive statements about Jamison Williams. So we'll see week seven or week six when he comes back. And is he we'll out till week seven? He, yeah. he's, he's, he's six it, weeks suspension. Six yeah. weeks suspension. Yeah. Jesus. So, All right. So. One last thing on Lions talk, then we're going to step aside. And we'll somewhat get into this. I think we'll touch on it in our NFL preview. But I want a prediction from all of you guys on this Lions team. How many games do they win after what you've seen from week one? How many games do they win, and how far do they go? We'll start with Oscar. It's so tough. I I still don't really know how to feel about this game. Like Obviously, the Chiefs made a lot of their mistakes. Lions made a lot of mistakes that game, too. But I, I beating the Chiefs is a big thing. Beating them in Arrowhead, no matter who they have, is tough. I I say eleven wins. Okay, division winner. I mean, I can't tell yet. I mean, the Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champion, so it's a big deal that they beat him. The, the Lions beat them. I was watching an interview with Mahomes. He actually said that even though everything that happened during this game, he still trusts Tony. It was just he missed a lot of training camp. But he still trusts him, and I think that even after this horrible mess that he caused, it's going to come back and he's going to be okay. I think that we just need to see how the rest of the season goes before we can predict anything because I know the Chiefs are a good team, but the Lions, there were a lot of mistakes. I think they could go a lot farther than they did last year, but I don't know. We'll see in a few weeks. Fair enough. 12-5. and Wow. I I said right on it. Wow. Twelve and five. Period. End of sentence. Mic drop. No. Wow. Yeah. No explanation needed. Twelve and five. I before the season, like last week, I made my record predictions for the season. I had the Lions at twelve and five. I also thought they were going to lose this game, so I think I should say thirteen and fourteen. But they'll probably drop a game they're not supposed to, anyways. Mm-hmm. The, the Lions. It, they're, they're an NFL team. Everybody loses games they're not supposed yeah. to during the year. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to stick with twelve and five. They. Are, I agree with Oscar. I think they are the division winner, which we'll get into. I think in the next segment. Yes, next segment but, we're going to do our um, uh, division little, picks. Little teaser, but yeah, I um, I was impressed, and I have every reason to believe that they're a playoff team this year. And Ford Field will be hosting a playoff game come January. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Bonkers. Oh, also too, C.J. Garner Johnson is a dog. Yeah, I mean, great, when he wasn't signing. when he wasn't fighting uh, Isaiah Pacheco every other second. Uh, I'm gonna go, <laughs> yes, sir. I'm gonna go with 11 <laughs> wins and a division winner, similar to what Oscar said. So, all right, we're gonna step aside, come back with our division picks and NFL breakdown. You're listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. I'm Zach Serdenik, joined by a whole host of crew today. We had college football talk. If you missed that, don't worry. This will be up tomorrow in podcast form on our website, w, or impacta9fm.org. But now we got to get into NFL talk. It's week one of the NFL season today. A ton of games. I'm sure that a lot of us are going to be sitting there watching Red Zone, watching whatever, to watch these games. It's going to be really fun. But week one means prediction time, and it also means... You guys make sure that you can keep these on hand so that you can laugh at us later in the year because that's just how this works. We will have some that will be great, some that will be very wrong, and we will have to wait and see what happens. But first, before we get to predictions, let's talk about some general NFL storylines, starting with a guy that Lions fans know pretty well but aren't going to have to deal with as much this year. Aaron Rodgers headed out east, headed to the New York Jets, following in the footsteps of his predecessor, Brett Favre. We'll see if a Vikings trip is 
in line after that if he really wants to follow uh, Brett Favre and just continue following oh, his career path. I but, hope not. Um, Does that mean he has to steal money from his state government too? Ooh, or ooh, also ooh. sue the Pat McAfee show? Ooh. Oh All God. Enough right. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> that. But yeah, what do you guys think of Rodgers and the Jets as a whole? It's going to be very interesting to see how they do. I love their defense. Their defense last year was absolutely amazing. Their front seven with Quinn and Williams and the rest of that line is really good. Of course, they have arguably the best cornerback in the league already, Sauce Gardner. He's just an absolute dog, can cover at least half of the field. But I will say I have a lot of questions about I have a lot of questions about their offense um they have two running backs their two lead running backs are both coming back from injury Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook we'll see how good they end up being and you know how much they end up using them these first three weeks as they're still you know kind of recovering but there's a lot of questions about that offensive line too uh Aaron Rodgers is he's getting up there in age he can't be you know running around the pocket all the all day and I'm kind of concerned that that might what be happening i don't really love their offensive line but i mean look aaron Rodgers, he's gonna be great they have a lot of weapons wide receiver wise um garrett wilson is absolutely amazing but it, it'll be very interesting they have a really big test their first game against buffalo i think that'll really show you know can their offensive line hold up and can that offense move the ball well but i mean we'll see it'll be very very interesting i mean i i like the jets roster like on paper the defense as you said incredible the offense last year just could not put together i aaron Rodgers turns 40 in december he threw 12 interceptions last like i know he wasn't happy with the situation in green bay and but and he won two mvps in 20 and 21 but he didn't look like an mvp quarterback last year and I don't – there's something – as much as I want to look at the Jets and say, yeah, they're going to be – the division in the AFC East might be the best in football. The Patriots are going to really struggle this year. Um, but the Dolphins, I love. And the the Bills, obviously, I still think are really good. I don't think they're what they have been in the past years, but they're still a really good team with Josh Allen and that offense. So I, they're going to be good. I think I think I have them going 9-8, and 10-7. and seven. I, I, I don't think they're the, the division winner. I still think they're the third best team in that division, even with Aaron Rodgers, because it's, it's, it's 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers, not two, three, four years ago Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's fair. I am. I think the Jets will I, I arguably be probably the most intriguing storyline throughout the course of this season, but I'm pretty apprehensive about all of this coming together as well. I think 9-8, and 10-7, that's a fair assessment of how this team will do so far so far from everything that we've seen i just like i said rogers is i don't even know if you can call last year a down year but it wasn't his best and he's not getting any younger so i just love the glazing that hbo did for hard knocks with him like the the first episode of hard knocks i actually never finished hard knocks this year but the first episode when they play ed sheeran five minutes in the show over him through like making throws in training camp um might have been like the most unserious clip of a TV show I've ever seen, like be aired. Um, I still don't think it's going to make a difference. Aaron Rodgers isn't that. I, he is okay. Let me rephrase that. I don't think he's going to make that big of a difference for this team because what did the Jets go last year? Seven and ten. Some something Eight, nine, like that. Something that. It, it I don't. Was... I don't think he wins them that many more games than. I mean, I know Zach Wilson was very unimpressive last year. Um, big Zach Wilson guy, 
but unfortunately, I actually I think the biggest takeaway is Zach Wilson's going to be better off for it in two years when Rodgers is because I don't see Rodgers playing more than two years in New York. I think Wilson sitting under him for a couple years honestly might. I make don't the think biggest. they give him the shot. I think they go somewhere else. I think I don't they would think have gotten rid of him shot. by now. Ah, uh, maybe. But I think they help. They've held on to him for a reason. But we'll see. Um, which next on the docket is Jordan Love and the Packers. Yes. Got to keep looking to his replacement. I was really high on Jordan Love coming out of Utah State. I was really high on him. I don't. I'm not that high on him now, though. I think they're going to be the worst team in the division. He looked pretty I, good in preseason. He looked, I'm not going to lie. He looked pretty good in preseason. He played. He played a couple games at the end of last year, and I thought he looked pretty he impressive. Looked like obviously he's got Jaden Reed as his new. He does one dark because Watson isn't Watson playing. and Dobbs. I think so. Jaden Reed. Breakout game. He's going to show the league yeah. that what he's made of. Um, going up against the Pat or against the Bears in Chicago. Uh, sports editorial assistant Jada Coster will be in attendance. Sorry, shout out J- JDC. Sorry, shout out JDC. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be very happy with today's results. But uh, I mean, Jordan, the Packers are also in a weird spot because uh, they weren't that good last year with Rodgers. Um, I still think they're in a transitional phase right now, but I, I like Jordan Love. I think he'll be a solid quarterback for them. I just don't think the team around them, I just think the roster's in a weird spot because of coming off having Aaron Rodgers now trying to kind of rebuild. But. Something that I think is interesting with the Packers, I mean, obviously their defense is still really good. They still have Jair Alexander, you know, their front seven I think is still really good. I'm very high on their defense. I, obviously the question is going to be, how well can that offense, you know, manage? Like, I I think, I, I really don't think that offense needs to put up a lot of points to win games. I think their defense can completely win games for them. It's just, you know, are they going to be able to put up those points? They're playing a Bears defense that's not very good this year. Um, So we'll see what they can do against them. But I think that'll be the big question mark is how well can the offense sort of manage with, you know. I would love to see. I don't, I don't wish for players to get injured, but for whatever reason, if Jordan Love has to take a seat on the bench, the backup in Green Bay is Sean Clifford. Oh, yes. I love Sean Clifford oh. simply because he is not a very good, like his ability at quarterback isn't great, but he like is just a dog. Like he, w- they, I think the Packers might win more games this year. If Clifford's their starting quarterback simply because he refuses to lose football games. Um, he was a dog at Penn State, and that's 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 my other rant. What are you gonna say, AJ? No, I was just gonna say I'm really interested to see how this offense looks this year, and that was an interesting point that you made. Um, you know, I've liked what I've seen from from Love so far. I am a little, I guess worry just about him being thrusted into this role like this and obviously also too with the Packers just being in that transitional phase you go from being so competitive for so long to now trying to rebuild but your roster's still sort of in win now mode um so it'll be interesting to see that's another storyline I I don't think this will be a great year but it'll certainly be a a big one for for love um yeah yeah I think uh Speaking of which, I want to talk about the Bears a little bit, too. I mean, their offense is kind of looked at to sort of have a breakout year this year. Justin Fields, <laughs> you're not, are you not a, not a Justin Fields fan? No, no, he's no, not. Look, no, I'm not. Look, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like their offense for whatever reason. I like it, too. For whatever reason, it. I'm still high on Darnell like Mooney. 
I'm oh, so very no. high on Donovan uh, Mooney. No, I still that's think he's the wrong receiver to pick. I still think he can be really good. They got DJ Moore in free agency. DJ Moore is a good receiver. DJ Moore is going to be Moore. very, very good. Great yak type of receiver that yeah, Justin, Justin Fields, Fields can kind of dump down he to. Can't throw it down the field. I I don't think that's the issue. I don't think he has. I I still don't think he has a very good vertical threat. I mean, they thought they had that in Chase Claypool. He did not end up panning out very well. <laughs> oh my god! Chase Claypool. Not great. He did not pan out very well after that trade. Remember, but remember when people thought he was good in Pittsburgh because they could just dump. Oh, sorry. Um, I thought. I anyways. No, my Claypool guy. I, I think their offense. It it has a chance of being really good. I'm. I still think Justin Fields. Like, remember watching Justin Fields at Ohio State. Dude was a pure pocket passer. Like he was not one to like run the ball they were not giving him a lot of option plays he was sitting back there in the pocket and just throwing the rock obviously he had a way different receiving core and offensive line in ohio state than he does here in chicago but i i think he still is able to you know go back to that type of quarterback and be able to really throw the rock because i think that's what chicago needs really to win games it's him to throw the rock more instead of him sort of just running for his life because the offensive line is awful. Well, that's what I was about to say. That that O-line has been a mess, but do you, Matt, I don't even think I've asked you this. Do you think the arm talent is just not there? I'm just not impressed by it. Do you think it's not there? I I would thousand percent think it's there. It's definitely there to me. I don't think you can say it's not there. He was a better passer than a runner in college. Yeah, one thousand percent. That's okay. It's easy to look like that when you have Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and JSN running. But we'll see. But the difference is also those were not. That was more Stroud than Fields. Garrett Garrett Wilson, Olave were his receivers, but they were like they weren't his main. Olave, Olave was like a four year starter. Was before? Oh, McClellan. No, I'm aging myself right now. Four. Who's the wide receivers from? There's so the the key point of this is Ohio State has good receivers. That is the point. But I mean. Look, I, I, I think I just think the narrative of Ohio State quarterbacks continues. We'll get into CJ so, Stroud. That guy, not great either. Something um, that Stroud's a real deal. Justin Fields reminds me a lot of. He reminds me a lot of Josh Allen and Josh Allen's. What? Josh okay. Allen. Listen, what? listen, 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 listen. And Josh Allen's first few years at Buffalo, that dude was running his tail off because that offensive line was horrible. Yeah, but the second they gave him a slightly better offensive line. Dude was an MVP. But Josh candidate. Allen also has arguably the best arm. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they. Okay, have the, but Matt, I'm not the, saying they're the same type of player. Well, all I'm saying is the situation feels I, I can, very, very so, identical. I, Matt, their O line has been a mess. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. And he has been forced to run for his life. Correct? Right. So how can you sit here and definitively say that the? You didn't say the arm talent is not there, but how? Like I don't understand. Those two things don't correlate. Like, obviously, how's he going to show what kind of arm talent he has if he doesn't have a good O-line and he's being forced to run all the time? I I just, I'm not a, I'm not a Chicago guy. I haven't, but I've just not what? impressed. I'm not, I'll sit here and say, like, Jada Coster wants to sit up here and tell me that the Bears are going to finish second or even have a chance to win this division. Not no. going to ha- Not going to happen. They'll be the third best team in the division, though. They're finishing last. Mm. The Bears? They're finishing last. I think they're going to be better than Green Bay. The Bears are finishing last. I think they have really? more offensive potential than Green Bay, so I think that's why they could be slightly better than and Green Bay. What but kind I of year do you think Fields has? 
not a good one. Wow. Well, then <laughs> one where they're looking for one of like the seven first round quarterbacks next year. Well, that's crazy. Wow. Well, at the end of the day, we'll get into that a little more as we go into our division picks. We got a couple more storylines to touch on, and then we can talk divisions. And Matt can talk about how he has the Bears last in the NFC North <laughs> if he wants to again. But a couple more storylines to touch on. The Cowboys looking to show that they're Super Bowl contenders tonight. They've got the Giants. What do we think of the Cowboys? I'm all in on Dallas this year. Dak Prescott. That explains so much. Dak, oh That's why he hates Chicago. They're good. Okay, number one, they won 13 games last year, and everybody ripped on them for some. Which I okay, I understand why you rip on the other Cowboys. Um, but Dak didn't even have that good of a year. I think Dak bounces back this year. I I'm I'm I've convinced well, myself that he like is an MVP candidate this year. Really? You need to go back to the drawing board. I think. <laughs> no, absolutely not. He is not an MVP. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. We'll I, see. I, I think we've seen... I think they are contenders. I think, I think they win the East. Against, is against the wall this year. This season. You think they win the East? I think they win the East. As much as I hate Mike McCarthy. Let me see what I, I, I cannot think I, stand the man. I made my I wrote my predictions down for this the, episode already. I don't think I have Dallas winning the East. The, I think I have them second. Philly's, it's more so that Philly's schedule is so tough compared... Yeah, I have Dallas a, as, uh, as a wild card team. But, but what, one thing I think about... How about them Cowboys? I, I don't know what to make of this team. They have all the talent in the world that defense is going to be a top five defense in the nfl this year michael parsons trayvon diggs like that team is just absolutely amazing up and down on off defense the problem is i i just we've seen already what dak prescott can give us and we've seen we've seen him at his best and last year we've seen him at his worst and honestly i think his best is just not as good as people think it's going to be. He has all the weapons in the world, all the talent. Tony Pollard, he has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. This whole team is talented top to bottom. The problem is Dak Prescott, I don't think, can execute as well as some other quarterbacks can. And I absolutely hate Mike McCarthy as a head coach. I think he is... Oh, an I agree. Awful he, head coach. he is he is an awful head coach. He's actually horrible. Like it's 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 re- it's bad. Like he's really bad. I I hated him when he was in Green Bay. That Super Bowl has propelled his career for another ten years. Like I don't I don't trust Mike McCarthy to be able to coach another Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, I I would have to agree. But so why are you all in? I, I, <laughs> Because I've convinced myself that they won 13 games last year, regardless of how I feel about Mike McCarthy. And the Eagles' schedule is... But, they, they have like a five-week stretch where they might go 0-5. I forget what the actual... like who They play like San Francisco, Buffalo, in Miami, in Seattle, and I forget one other game. It might be the Chiefs. Like That's just an unreasonably difficult schedule. But um, I, I just like Dallas. I don't think they got any worse. They might have even got better. Um, but we'll see. Let's quickly because we do yes. have to get to the full pick yes play. we do but i do want to talk about the rookie quarterbacks yep yes. stroud richardson and bryce young all right let's talk stroud and bryce young for a second with everybody at the table and then before we'll i let, start yelling we'll let matt go insane on uh on anthony, <laughs> anthony Richardson. for anybody that doesn't know matt is a colts fan so oh, uh, and he did wow. not yeah we'll get let him get into yeah. that in a minute but i think bryce young is going to be good in carolina I agree. That's I my take. I, I like I can them. Agree with that. I think that they have a shot to compete for that division this year. I don't think they win it, but I think they have a shot to compete for that division because it's really bad. And I like them. I don't like CJ Stroud in Houston. He's I do a- like CJ Stroud, but I just don't like Houston, and I don't like the weapons he has around him. I don't think they're very good. But 
that's my takes on that. Anybody got anything? I, I mean, I, I agree with you on Bryce Young. Right? My question is, you know, the, the Panthers don't really have many offensive weapons that they have from. I love their running backs that they have. Chuba Hubert. Chuba Hubert is, I think, really good. And they got Miles Sanders in free agency, who was an absolute dog last year for Philly. I think they can actually rely on a pretty good run game this year from Carolina. But... I mean, what his wide receiver one is going to be Thielen. Adam Thielen, Dog. who's how old now and coming off an injury too, right? I have no idea. He's the same age as Randall Cobb. Yeah, like that's that's his wide receiver one. It it, it there's no offensive weapons for Bryce Young. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if it looks like he's struggling because of that. But I still think that he can have a really he, great year and show a lot do, of potential. He, he does have, I think it's Jonathan Mingo, the receiver from Ole, is he a, I believe he's I a, right from Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, I like him a lot as a uh, rookie uh, wide receiver. CJ Stroud, uh, I am out on Ohio State quarterbacks as we just discussed with the Bears, and I think Stroud is going to be worse than Justin he, Fields because Stroud can't even run, so it literally is just a sitting duck. The thing he's, more, CJ, he's more mobile than you think. I mean, I think he showed, mobile, that, he showed that towards the end of a, last season. He's got ridiculous accuracy. The thing yes. with C.J. Stroud is he I, looks horrible when he's under pressure. It like That's the thing. That's how Michigan beat him twice in two years. They applied pressure. They absolutely mauled the Ohio State offensive line, and C.J. Stroud, when faced under pressure— looks absolutely horrible and that's all he's going to be under in Houston granted they have Laramie Tunsil so he'll have a great he'll have a great left side tackle but other than that that offensive line is actually atrocious and I I I don't think I don't think there's a lot of potential for him because of the fact that he just I, he can't I don't think he can handle pressure in also, his face also his number one receiver is Nico Collins and Houston's just an overall dumpster fire I do so, think it will be John Mechie by the end of the year though that's not a terrible t- I, I, you're probably I really right like, but I really like John Mechie um, <laughs> alright time for Anthony Richardson go ahead he can't throw <laughs> he has no idea <laughs> where it's going wow he had, what, a 53% completion percentage at Florida, and Jim Irsay said, let's make him the franchise quarterback. I think I think He's wearing Richardson shorts. Better than you Did think you see his is. pregame fit? He wore shorts today. I, I don't necessarily like have any feeling that that's going to correlate to the field. Oh, it will. I, it somehow I does. So. I don't think so. He... He can't. He can't throw. In the preseason, he clearly wasn't the quarterback one. Minshew, I think, had three incompletions combined to the three... Th- com- I am so in on Gardner Minshew and can be more out on Anthony Richardson. He doesn't know where it's going. I don't care how much of a freak athlete he is. He doesn't know where the ball is going. Make sure to clip this, everyone, so that if Anthony Richardson and the Colts win this game I hope, today, I hope we he... get to listen to Matt Merrick go insane just to watch them win I, and then see if he backs up I, on it I next hope week. he does. I hope the Colts are good. The AFC South is just bad enough where they might still be okay. But guess what? Anthony Richardson doesn't know where the hell it's going. His receivers stink. The old line hasn't been addressed. And instead of paying a running back, they're trying to save a dead whale. I I am so beyond just lost with Jim Irsay and this football team right now. They're going to get housed by Calvin Ridley and the Jaguars this afternoon at home. I kind of agree with the situation right here. I okay, think, so I, but it is a dumpster fire. I think, dude, I I can't I cannot wrap my head around. Listen. Anthony Richardson, I think, has all the potential in the no, world. He, okay, I think he, 
potential wise, he could be one of the greatest quarterbacks so ever. So I. Oh my God. Okay, he could be. He could potential wise. He's got potential wise. He's got to learn how to throw a football. Potential. Wow. Yes, I one thousand percent agree because with that. But he, you see, you see the arm strength there, the size is there. Noted he NFL scout. Amazing America, quarterback speed. He He's, just, I, his accuracy is non-existent. Awful. He. And that's, you know, kind of important when you're trying to hit oh, your receiver. I completely understand. <laughs> he I completely understand. The problem is, I don't think Indianapolis has a coaching staff that can you're also, develop a quarterback. Also right correct. Now. Also correct. Looking at looking at their QB history since Andrew Luck, it was Jacoby Brissett. They thought they had something in Phillip Rivers. He spent a year. And then... And then what? Matt Ryan was an Carson. Don't forget fire. Carson. Wentz. Oh yeah, Carson Wentz too, and Scott Tolson. Anyways, but, people keep comparing him, uh, Anthony Richardson, to Cam Newton. Cam Newton was not good. He had one season, and his completion percentage was sixty percent that year. Cam Newton won an MVP. Won an MVP and took him to one season. He won an MVP and took that's him to a pretty, That's a pretty damn good first that's year. One that's one a pretty damn good that one year. One season, and the Panthers still didn't get a ring out of it. I, but that's his ceiling. Is Cam Newton? Cam Newton's nowhere near the best quarterback of all time. All right, I'm done. All right. I'm done. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with division winners and pick them to so close good. out the show. You are listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Welcome back to the Green and White Report here at Impact 89 FM. Time for some rapid-fire division picks, and then you got to get the picks for the day. No gambling corner today because we've got a full NFL slate to listen and follow or fade our NFL predictions uh, probably fade a lot of them because we're not very good at this. I but was, I got to toot my own horn, but I was actually pretty good at this last year. But oh, we'll see. Okay. I'm just saying I did win the team. The, the, I did win the Green and White Report pool by a, quite a wide oh, don't margin. Don't worry, we'll be uh, but, we'll be keeping an eye on yeah. that this upcoming year. We'll keep track of all of our picks. But let's quickly get to division winners. Let's start in the NFC. We're going to start with honestly a pretty interesting division, the NFC East. And Merrifield, you can go first on this one. Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Also Cowboys. Wow. How about them Cowboys? Fly, Eagles, fly. I still go with I Philly. I was going to say, I think Philly. I still go with Philly. Okay. Yeah, I think both. I will preface by saying, well, Lisa there, I think Dallas and Philly both make the playoffs. 1,000%. But I think it's going to be Philly and then Dallas. Yeah. That's fair. All right. The North is everybody going Lions. One pride, baby. Yes. Them Lions win again, baby. Is that a hot take? I mean, I want it to be true, but is it? I don't, I don't think so. I think they're, 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 they're the favorites. I think they're the favorites. Weirdly, yeah, it's really weird. They haven't won the division in a long time. I think Minnesota's going to still be pretty good. I think they're a wildcard oh, yeah. team. Yeah, they'll hover but around. Give me, give me Detroit. I think I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Lions. Let's go down south to the dumpster yep. fire. Oh, NFC that South, is that the worst division in the NFC, maybe in football, but also awful. the AFC South exists the, too. The, if you play below the Mason Dixon line, you suck at football this year in the NFL. What about the Dallas Cowboys? Okay, besides that, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they might and be like it. the Los Angeles Chargers and the Miami Dolphins. Oh, I forgot about the Dolphins. They, yeah. Okay, but they play in the E. Okay, you just meant in the South <laughs> Division. Okay, but you tried to get cute with it, so we had to call Doesn't you out. Doesn't matter. Um. Anyways. Yeah, so let's go with the South. AJ, what you got? I don't I <laughs> The face he's making looking at this division is really funny. I wish we had the cameras up. And They'll I be up in the next few it. weeks. I didn't even think about it before. Um, I'll go with the winner, Desmond Ritter, and the Atlanta. Yeah. I don't even wow. like I don't, wow. even, I, don't wow. like, I don't like Desmond Ritter, but I think they have the best top to bottom team in the division. I like the Panthers a little bit, but I'm going with the Falcons. I'm out Gosh, on the Falcons. Bad. I think the Panthers flirt with it, you know, mm-hmm. but I think they flirt with it too. 
Be I'll say Panthers. I feel like I'll say it. They're gonna be one or two. The Panthers, maybe yeah. the Falcons, maybe the Panthers. It's gonna be either or. I'm not sure. I I think it's a real shame on the NFL that one of these teams have to host a playoff game at home. And the Lions will be playing against them. That, I think, is the biggest sham in NFL history. But um, give me New Orleans. I think it's going to be New Orleans. I think Derek Carr going there with the weapons they've got, I think it's going to be New Orleans. It won't be Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. They are, oh, 1,000%. But I think it will be be New Orleans. It could be any of the other three. I truly, I just don't know. Incoming Baker Mayfield MVP renaissance. I I think New Orleans, in my opinion... (laughs) is the most mediocre team in the NFL right now. Yes, but I think that's but enough I, that's to win that division. more than enough to win that yeah. division. Who, who's their quarterback? Oh, Derek, Derek Carr. Carr is now. Oh, yes, sir. Is Michael Thomas healthy finally? Yes. yes. After three years, he's back. Yeah, I think yes. so. I, I think New Orleans is not going to be spectacular, but I think they're going to win eight. Eight or nine games. I actually, I'm not gonna, I actually kind of like that New Orleans offense. As long as Jimmy Graham isn't like wandering around hotels oh, man. late at night. Anyway, oh, any, dude. Anyways, dude. let's go out west. <laughs> All right, yes, NFC West from one of the worst divisions in football to one of the better divisions in football. Yeah, it's pretty – the top two teams are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. The bottom two teams aren't very yeah, good. Yeah, Arizona's awful. That's true. They were one of the better divisions in football a couple of years ago. Correct. But uh, I really badly want to take Seattle because one of my things last year was that the 49ers aren't good, and I like – I said that in like the third. I hold on. I know. I said it like the third week of the season, and then I just kind of made a joke out of it every time they played. The 49ers are a good football team. Really the 49ers are team. going to win this division. They might win the NFC, but they're going to win the Super Bowl. They they very well wow. might. But uh, they're my pick here. But I just had to point out my uh, my joke. I've got a couple NFL running jokes. That one, and then anytime Drew Locke is mentioned, he is 2020 MVP Drew Locke. Because before the 2020 season, there were a bunch of articles about how he could win the MVP in Denver, <laughs> and so now I only refer to him as 2020 NFL MVP Drew Locke. Give me give me the Niners. I think they're the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Overall, and I think the Seahawks are. I don't. Even th- I don't think they make the playoffs. I think I, I, have, really? I, think, I have him as my I last wild Gino, card team. Gino had a great year last year, but I think he was doing like he got paid. I don't think he backs it up with it. I, I like Kenneth Walker, obviously, but I like was, I like their defense. I like Jackson Smith and Jigba there. Why don't you I, I, I really like that team? What? Why don't yeah, you think obviously. he backs it up? I just. I. It seems like one of those situations. Like he wasn't a good quarterback coming into last year. He had that great year, got them to a playoff appearance, but I just don't see. I don't see how he yeah, backs. He's, not, he's just not that guy. He's been in the league long enough where I feel like we would have seen it by now for him to consistently do it. So I think they're solid. I think they win eight, nine games. I just don't think it's good enough to get in the playoffs. Give me the Niners. I would like to see it be Kenneth Walker, but it's going to be the Niners. I think it's going to be the Niners, and I think it might be by like two games. It, it might yeah. be bigger than that. Might they might win like 14 that. games this year. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to so be good. so long as they really stay good. healthy. So good. That's but literally I, their. Kryptonite. I really like Seattle too, though. I, I really, I'm really high on them. I. Love Tariq Woolen. I really like their pickup of Devon Witherspoon as well out of Illinois. He's a dog. Their corners are going to be elite. Their running game is going to be good. They've got the weapons. They're going to win double-digit games, I think, this year. And I think they'll be a wild-card team. But also, we'll see. It's forget. a shame the Lance situation didn't work out. It's not. I hate Trey Lance. It is to me. He sucks. <laughs> what? He sucks. Uh, Another guy. If you guys are tuning in for the first time, by the way, every time you tune in, Matt Merrifield will have some sort of hot take that makes you drop He's, your jaw. He does, that's not time. a hot take. He's not good at football. He did get replaced by Mr. Brock Anonymous. Purdy. Yeah. Mr. Anonymous did end up Yeah, but it. he's yeah. also... That's not a good look. No, but Brock Purdy's a decent quarterback. Oh, he's I not a great quarterback, yeah. but, but he's like, a decent quarterback. But like Trey Lance just... 
isn't he's a, what the backup in Dallas now the third string behind Cooper the Rush who's the backup yeah but also too I mean that was a really really high pressure situation for a young quarterback like I don't yeah I don't I don't really think in many scenarios there was I are, don't think he was, I'm sorry, are you surprised he, that Merrifield made a judgment already though no, he's already judged no, Anthony he, Richardson how, he hasn't played <laughs> NFL game yeah, yeah. But Trey Lance has played an NFL game but how bad do you have to be to not succeed in in Kyle Shanahan's offense like he that, that he only offense, got two games. That offense is exactly. foolproof. He only played two games. It's foolproof. Jimmy G looks he elite. In it. I, I agree he with that two games. games. And let's be reminded that game against Chicago, it was a monsoon. I don't, yeah, he he didn't get a chance. Oh, I forgot. He got, he, he got hurt. That game. He's a, he's, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. Care. Either way, I, though, I feel care. like you're overlooking the fact the it is so hard to be in NFL. You're right. Correct. Like it, it's yeah. It's Matt Merrifield. I am flag football record. He doesn't know how to throw football either. I threw six picks and I am football game. I won't. I won't shy away from it. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the fact that Trey Lance couldn't succeed in Kyle Shanahan's offense. He didn't Next question. succeed. In Kyle. All right. You're right. But let's move on to the AFC. So, AFC East is going to be a really fun division to watch this year. There's so much talent. Then there's the Patriots, who I don't think are going to be there. there they let go of the best quarterback in their system in Bailey Zappi. Um, but not actually, but kind of. Let's go with... Let's go with Buffalo. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheap out. I'm gonna take Buffalo. I know a lot of people are gonna take New York, but I'm gonna take Buffalo. If it's not Buffalo, it's gonna be Miami, but I still take Buffalo. I love Miami too. Yeah. I think they're gonna be a lot of fun. Give me the Bills. Everything I've seen on the internet has been the Bills. Everything. Everyone's talking about that. I mean, they're really good. Um give me the Bills, but also say uh New England Patriots is last. I don't know why CBS Sports have them at nine and eight. That's an absolute sham. Yeah, they're. I think they're gonna be last. They're gonna be horrible division. this year. Who the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. They are gonna be horrible. Unless it's Zappy Hour, but it won't be. But well, right. they they cut him. They cut. No, oh, he's their, back. Oh, he's, they brought him back. on practice squad. Yeah. Okay. He's their second stringer for tomorrow, today. Yeah. Okay. But um, who's the or the North? Yeah. AFC North. AFC North. Oof. He's gonna Raven, say Baltimore. Ravens yep. flock. I'm so <laughs> in on Baltimore. I've been on in on. I think this is the year. I think this is this could be their year. Go go for Ravens. I like the Ravens. I'm thinking Cincinnati, maybe. It's so close. I love Baltimore. I'm glad they finally paid Lamar Jackson. I think he'll yeah. actually back up that contract. But he's got weapons this year too. <laughs> it's so hard to bet against Cincinnati again, though. It's so hard. I think I got to go Cincinnati. I love the Ravens this year. Pittsburgh's going to be better than people think. Oh yeah. I don't think Cleveland is. I'm kind of out on them. But give me. Give me Cincinnati. I, I can't bet against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and that crew yet. They're I think they're going to be good. I don't think it's really going to matter in that division. I think both of those teams get in. Yeah. But either way, let's move on to the AFC West. Actually, let's go AFC South because I don't want to talk about them last because that's <laughs> it's got to be Jacksonville, right? That's a bad note. Yes. Does anybody have anybody but Jacksonville? No. It's, no, Jacksonville. it's Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. Tra- there are gonna, three really bad teams in that division. They'll probably go undefeated in division play. The Titans Maybe. have Derrick Henry still, so they're always something, but they're no. going to be really bad no. besides that. No. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go to the AFC West. Chiefs. I think it's Kansas City still, but I think a lot of people are really panicking after Thursday night. I think it's Kansas City. I think the Chargers are going to be good. I don't think the Raiders will be, and I don't think Denver will be either, but we'll see. I've got Chiefs. I think it's going to be Kansas City, 
but I think it will be closer than people think. I think the Chargers will be right behind them. I think it's Denver that keeps it close. Really? Um, mm. Russell Wilson bounces back this year. I think having Pe- Sean Payton yeah. makes a difference. Also, I would like to say I think Kansas City trades for a wide receiver this year by the trade deadline. I saw things. Somebody big, said Mike Evans. Hey, you are big a blockbuster trade four. coming in for the Chiefs. Probably. I guarantee. All right, let's. Did everybody make their pick? Is everybody on the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. But let's, I will get, say I think Russell Wilson bounces back as well. Yeah. Let's get into this dangerous pick-em. sandwich. We got some pickups. So the way this works, we're going to keep track of all of us, at least the three of us that are on here every week. Oscar and Lily, you guys are welcome to make picks with us as well. But the green and white pick'em is back. We're picking spreads. So if you're unfamiliar with that, the first game is Bengals minus two against the Browns. The Bengals have to win by two or more. They have to win by more than two for it to happen. I think that line's actually down to one and a half now, and so we'll pick it that way to avoid any sort of a push. But... Okay. That's where we're going to go. And so let's get it going. We're going to start with that game. The Bengals at the Browns. Bengals minus one and a half. And Matt, do you want to start us off? Um, You know what? I actually like the Browns this year. I think they're going to be solid. I think Sean Watson, first full year back, all jokes aside. and the, But I'm going to go. I think the Browns at home in a divisional game to open the season, I think they cover and win the game. Mm. All right. I'm going Cincy. I, I think there's been a lot of talk about this a little bit and this game I think I think Burrow shows up I think since he wins on the road I don't think they would have I wouldn't have taken them if the spread was higher than three but at one and a half it's basically a money line pick give me Cincinnati I agree I'm going with Cincinnati um I I do like the Browns this year but my questions about them is with their front seven they have Miles Garrett but I mean there's really nothing else there to like I think Joe Burrow has a Way too much time in the pocket today. Give me Cincinnati. I don't know. Maybe uh, Cincinnati. It's gonna be a tight one. That's for I think. Sure. It, I think it'll be close, but Joe Burrow's gonna have too much time in the pocket. Yeah. All right. Bucks at Vikings. Vikings minus four and a half. Big time Vikings. 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 Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Cardinals at Commanders minus seven. Seven points is a lot in an NFL game. Especially when it is a actually it's six and a half now, and at six and a half I'm taking the Commanders. Oh god! Like I, the Cardinals are really bad, and I'm honestly I like Sam Howell a lot. He should have been a first round like he was a first round grade coming into his last year at UNC in 21. Then had that rough year, and I, I don't even remember was he like a fourth round pick? Yeah, something. something um, like that. I like him a lot. I'm glad he's a starter in Washington. I think they actually have themselves a guy. I'm gonna go with the Commanders. Going with the Commanders. I'm going with the Commanders. I think their offense surprises a lot of people, especially with Eric Bieniemy at the front line of that offense. I think they'll be really good this year. I just know the Cardinals aren't great, so I'd feel wrong to pick them. Fair <laughs> enough. Love it. All right. This is going to be a Sickos Committee game here in this next one. Panthers at Falcons. Falcons minus three and a half at home. Falcons. Falcons. I'm gonna go Falcons. I don't. Think I really want to pick the Panthers here, but I think the Falcons just have better weapons, and that's why I'm gonna go with the Falcons. And it's in Atlanta. And it's Week One for Bryce Young. I'm a little yeah. Like, I think yeah. they. I think they try to ease in Bryce Young Week One. I don't think they use him a lot. I think they try to run the ball a lot with Hubbard and Sanders. But I think the Falcons will be a better team this game. Give me the Falcons. Yeah. All right. Moving on. The biggest spread of the week: nine and a half. Ravens hosting the Texans. They're getting nine and a half. There is nothing better. 
and Lamar Jackson in the month of September. It feels like yeah, feels like every fair. year he's an MVP candidate at the end of the month, and I think this is one of those games they're just going to trounce. Uh, Houston, give me the Ravens minus nine and a half. All right, I'm rolling with it as well. Yeah, I really nine and a half scares me so much, but but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Baltimore. Honestly, I don't think nine and a half is big enough. Really? Give me the Ravens. Fair this enough. Texans team is going to be awful. Yeah. yeah Ravens. I just, I'm excited to see this game for CJ Stroud, right? He's Texans. Yes. Yeah. 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 Suck. <laughs> I saw him play last year against the Hawkeyes, but that was not a like a bat, good team, so I thought he did really well. I He's, saw him I saw him against Michigan State last year. He threw a pick six to Chuck Brantley. He did, but he also they also <laughs> That's won that game. Also, by yeah, they, that might be enough to make me believe that he's not going I to be good. I was in shoe last year. It was great. I have watched two C.J. Stroud games in person. I've called two of them. One of them was a 49-20 win in East Lansing. The other was like a 63-7 to win in Columbus. C.J. Stroud's got it. He's it's got the, the accuracy. Deal. But I, with that being said, I still think the Ravens win that game and win it somewhat comfortably. All right, let's go Titans and Saints. This is going to be a sneaky good game, I think. In New Orleans, the Saints are getting three points. I I think the Titans have gone under the radar for how bad that team's going to be. Oh, oh, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be like, they're good. And I'm no, like, no, they I are not. I think they've gone <laughs> under the their... I have not heard people... I, I picked the Saints, but I have not heard people talk enough about how bad this Tennessee Titans team could possibly be. Like it I They just have the best running back in the sport. And that's why people I think they're gonna I, be okay. I understand that, but he's coming off so many injuries now. He's getting up there in age. I don't think he, I, I love Derrick Henry. I just don't think he'll be as productive as he has been in past years. I think this team's going to struggle offensively and I don't like a lot on their defense, so give me give me the Saints. Fair enough. Saints. Yeah, give me the Saints. Derrick Henry, is he 30 yet? Uh, he's 29. He's close. Yeah, he turned 30 in January. Yeah, I think he starts slowing down this year, unfortunately. So, I, uh, yeah, give me give me the Titans. Or give me the Saints. Sorry. Yeah, yeah give I'm the on Saints. the Saints, too. I'm a little worried about how much we all agree on all these games. So, we'll see how that goes. But yeah. uh, the next one, 49ers minus two at Pittsburgh. This one worries me. Yeah, this game screams stay away from Because me, the but... Steelers, like, coming across the country to open the season. The Steelers are a strong team. I'm not a Kenny Pickett guy, like, at all. Like, my roommate last year had a Kenny Pickett jersey because he's a Steelers fan. Yeah. He had a Ben Roethlisberger jersey and a Kenny Pickett jersey hanging next to each other in my room. I they gagged every day when I looked at it. Um, so, for that reason, give me the Niners because I hate Kenny Pickett. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. All right. <laughs> Nothing, none of what I just said was an FCC violation. So <laughs> You're not wrong, just... but... <laughs> That was just not what I expected you to go with that. All right. um, I'm also going to take the 49ers because I think they're very, very good. I like Kenny Pickett. I like the Steelers. If there was a time the 49ers would lose and everybody freaked out about it, it'd be this week. But I I like the 49ers here. I think Brock Purdy continues to get the job done. And Christian McCaffrey, I think, absolutely dogs the the Steelers. Christian McCaffrey. offense. Debo Samuel. George Kittle. That team fully has Trent. Is Kittle playing today? He was questionable last I saw. I don't know. I know Mark Andrews is out yes. for the Ravens. I'm not sure if Kittle is, has anything. He is. Ex- uh, he is expected to play today. Yeah. I. I mean that that 49ers offense healthy is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I think. Agreed. I go with the 49ers. Give me the Niners. All right. 
All around Niners again. Jaguars minus four and a half at Colts. Pass. Hey. <laughs> Not close. I don't think it's going to be close either. I I agree. No. Do it. Okay. Pick them. Not I, close. Do it. You, you don't understand because I. Pick the Colts. I don't. I don't want to. I know you want to <laughs> so badly. This sucks. Why? I hate rooting for crap football. Teams. Anthony Richardson has another generation. No, of game he like doesn't. He does in Utah, you know what? Right? Here's what's <laughs> yeah. gonna happen. Evan Hull like he did against Utah. Evan Hull, Northwestern legend, not really, is going to run for like 130 yards today. I feel like that's what has to happen. Give me the Colts, I guess. I hate <laughs> this. Wow. It sucks. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, it does pain me to say because I'm wrong and. <laughs> I hate it, but I guess I have to go with it because they have to win. I think the Colts still win like six games this year, and that's really not saying much. But they're not going to be completely awful. But like, because their def- I like their defense, but the offense side of the ball is a lot to be desired. Dolphins at Chargers minus three. I don't want to pick the Dolphins because it's a long trip across the country. But uh, I am not a Brandon Staley guy. I think the Chargers miss the playoffs. They might finish last in the West this year. I mean, there's so many weapons. I think the over is the best play in this game. If anybody's actually 100%. betting anything in this game, I think the over is the better play. But I I like Miami. I like Miami. I'm taking think, the Dolphins. I think I, I, I think agree. I have to go Dolphins. Plus oh no, three. I'm scared. Everybody's picking the underdog. I'm going with the I, Dolphins. I, I made up my mind. I just I just think that Miami might have a little bit more on defense. I might pick it out here now. The Chargers do. I might pick the Chargers just in case you. Yeah, I kind of. I was gonna say I kind of want to. I might check it out and go with the Chargers here. Um, yeah, they've got the better quarterback. They're at home. Give me the Chargers. Uh. I yeah I I chicken out. I, I'm a sellout just so I everybody like, knows. McDonald's a much better head coach than Staley though. Agreed, but just let it be known that uh, I guess I'm a sellout. But let's go to the next game is Packers at Bears. Yuck, minus one and a half. Wait, AJ, Bears who, are minus one. You and take half. the Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, I just need to make that mark down. So yep. Matt Merrifield, keeper of the documents. <laughs> What's oh Packers Bears? Yes. Uh, sorry, JDC. The Bears suck. Justin Fields sucks. Um. DJ Moore solid, I'll give you that. But um, go pack. A hey, Nick Burt, part owner of the Green Bay Packers, and, yes, Jacob, and Phillip, Jacob Phillips, and Jacob Phillips, Impact alum. Uh, do we have any Packers owners this year in Impact? I don't think so. How can we go from two to zero? Yeah, That's I don't just, know. We we must have sold our sold our shares. Yeah. Damn. Sold okay. Share. Well, Packers still get it done today. Plus one and a half. They're underdogs. Give it to me. Give me the Bears. Give me the underdog, Green Bay Packers. Also. Give me the under. This game's going under by. A oh while. yes, it is. Yeah, the unders at like forty. The unders at forty. This game, listen, this game is, and a half. This game is going to be fast. I don't think they. I don't think they let Jordan Love throw the ball a lot. I think they rely a lot on Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in this first game. I, I think they just. As much as I want to see, as much as I want to see a Jaden Reed touchdown. Oh, um, oh. Jaden. Well, all right. Well, I'm looking J- at. I'm looking for the. He's plus two fifty to score a touchdown any time in this oh, game. Oh, hammer it. And Hammer what is he on first touchdown score? Plus thirteen hundred. I could see. I could see Jaden Reed. I could see them in a. I could see him in a goal line situation. Jaden Reed going up for a, a flea flicker goal line feed. Shout out Jay Johnson for calling a flea, flea flicker yesterday to Montori Foster. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm I'm gonna take the Bears. I think Justin Fields has a good game. I don't. I'm really down on the Packers. That's more of what this is. Is I'm more down on the Packers than I am up on the Bears. But I want Jaden Reed to do well because um, that would be cool. But Raiders at Broncos. Broncos minus three. Broncos country. 
Let's ride. Let's yes. Ride. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Dangerous. Out on Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders as a whole. This Raiders team. Oh, you're out on Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. I oh. am as well. I think this Raiders team is going to be bad. I you know I don't like McDaniel or McDaniels. What are they? Yeah, Jeff McDaniels. McDaniels. But I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm Man Jimmy Rocket. Garoppolo. He's, he's a rocket. One, two. <laughs> you, have an, you have an affinity for the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What sums it up in one what sentence. Do you, what, what do you mean? He's a winner. That's all he does is win football games. And it sucks that I can't pick him this year because he's not in Kyle Shanahan's perfect offense. But I still like the Broncos better. But Jimmy G won't be terrible. Like I said, the Chargers are finishing last in the AFC. I think that happens. I wouldn't be shocked. But anyways, yeah, give me the Broncos. Is everybody the taking Broncos. the Broncos? Yeah, right. I think the Broncos. Yeah. All right, Eagles at Patriots. Eagles minus three and a half on the road in Foxborough. Should be way bigger. Give me the Eagles. I'm terrified of this game. <laughs> I, you know what? Give me the Patriots. Wow. I think it, it, it's <laughs> wow. so, so tough That's... to win in Gillette. Yeah, it and is. that defense is still good. And I don't. It feels like Super Bowl chain or like final or whatever you want runner ups struggle the following year they a little do. bit, in and I one. feel like especially in week one. So I, I give me the Patriots right here. I want to agree with you, but I can't trust Mac Jones. Give me, I can't trust Mac Jones, and I don't like their weapons either. You feel like Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thornton. I don't. Ramondre Stevenson is playing. Stevenson's good, good and Elliot Ezekiel Elliott's there. Is it- but give me, yeah, I exactly. Guess. That's correct. That's how I feel about I the guess. Patriots. Give John me, U. Smith and uh, Hunter Henry. Yeah, give me, give me the Eagles to win on the road. I definitely think they win. I don't know that I love them to cover, but see how it goes. Yeah, give me the Eagles. Okay. All right, let's keep it moving. We got three more games left to pick before we sign off here. The Rams at the Seahawks minus five. Seahawks are getting five. So I have, a sto- I have a short story to say. Um, in my fantasy league, someone decided to trade for Cooper Cup uh, last week and now he's out for four games. So give me the Seahawks due to the fact that I love to see him lose. Fair. I'm going Kenneth Walker as the uh, as the Seahawks. Also, I, I, think, I love the Seahawks. I think the Rams just suck, too. I'm very happy. Oh, the, the, the Rams Walker. just suck. The Rams suck. Yeah. Give me the Seahawks. Seahawks. Matthew Seahawks. Stafford redemption. Is Matthew Stafford healthy? Like I this shows ish, how out I am. Maybe, maybe healthy-ish. Has he? Like I, I don't know anything about the Rams. This I year feel like he with, could retire and nobody would notice. Like, damn. which is crazy because last <laughs> crazy. two years ago he, he won a Super Bowl. He was a top three quarterback yeah. in the right. NFL. And he, he literally just now. It was mostly injuries last year that caused that. But he's just like it sounds like he's here? gonna. It what? sounds like he's fully healthy and is going to play. But I just don't think they have the weapons. They got nothing. The no team, Cooper that, Cup means no win. That team is so bare. Yeah. Compared to what it was. All right. Lastly, in today's games, is everybody going Seahawks? Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Lastly, in today's game, should be a fun one. Cowboys minus three on the road at the Giants. Sunday night football. How about them Cowboys? I don't I don't like the Giants this year. Yeah. Aren't they a playoff team last they year? Were. They were. They won a playoff oh, game. Oh, that's right. They beat the fight. That doesn't they count. Did. That doesn't count. <laughs> Give me the, yeah, give me the Cowboys. Ouch. I'm rolling with the Cowboys, too. Henry Menegos, former producer of this show, is uh, hammering a buzzer right now when you just said uh, I, that I it doesn't count. I, I, we need the buzzer back. He is One, hammering two, it. Two, the Vikings defense is barely relevant as it is and just becomes completely irrelevant during the playoffs. But that's, anyways, Kirk Cousins is not the issue in, in Minnesota. That's a, different, that's a TED Talk for a different day. Yeah, it is. All right. I, I don't like this game at all. Um... 
but I do think that it ends up with a I think it ends in a win for the Cowboys and I think in and the I'm most gonna pick this they cover I think in the most unlikely fashion the Giants do cover just because I don't trust Dallas whatsoever and I don't I I, I honestly don't know what to expect from Dak Prescott coming into this year MVP after the, season after after the year he Yikes. I I <laughs> I know you're high on him but that that last season was is brutal to watch and they still won 13 games so you went Giants anybody else going Giants, Giants AJ or are you Cowboys no Cowboys Cowboys, Cowboys. all right Monday night football tomorrow night Bills minus two and a half at the Jets also I'm out on the fact that they stopped doing two Monday night football games opening week we didn't have in and out but I'm out on it anyways Bills minus two and a half at the Jets opening night of Aaron Rodgers give me the Jets give me the Jets at home give it to me Mm -mm. their defense controls that game give me the Jets Mm -mm. I I did not like what Josh Allen did last year I think he regressed a little bit last year it was very noticeable so i i want to go with the jets but honestly i think buffalo is just the better team overall i think the bills are the better team overall i think they'll win the the division like we said earlier but the jets they're getting points at home give it to me give me the bills bills man all right i guess we'll see next week how it goes but we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to listening we had a Wild show today, all sorts of stuff going on in the football world mainly that we touched on, but there's a lot going on. Enjoy some football, everybody. You got games going from 1 o'clock on. Make sure to tune into that. Make sure to tune into us here on the Green and White Report a week from today, same time, 11 to 1 on Sunday morning right here on WDBM. You can catch us on the airwaves, FM airwaves, 88.9 FM if you're in the East Lansing or Lansing area or online at impact89fm.org backslash listen live. We've also got football broadcast coming up next Saturday from Washington, or from Spartan Stadium against Washington. Spartans are taking on the top 10 Washington Huskies. Matt Merrifield and Zach Sloak will have the call on that one with the Spartan Red Zone pregame show starting at 4.30. For everybody here in the studios in Holden Hall at WDBM East Lansing, this has been the Green and White Report.